Guys, listen, we're also brought to you by Hepius. It's your number one place for premium CBD products that won't break the bank. There's zero THC, which means it comes with a work safe guarantee. They have a number eight sleep aid that's perfect for any nighttime routine. Uh, their number two is an overall wellness daily use oil that I personally love. I also love their number 14 that's going to melt away all your aches and pains on your muscles and joints. Uh, that's a great one. Um, guys, they're just awesome company, local here. They have all natural CBD that's been lab tested by third party. Um, so there's virtually no risk. It's perfect for the first time user. It's a great addition for the veteran user. I mean, it's just great. So check them out, happiestmed.com, H-E-P-I-U-S-M-E-D.com. And, uh, and go get a bottle, go grab a roll on, whatever you got to do. <laughs> We're also powered by Poddex. Uh, Poddex is the best way to start your podcast or vlog if you've never done it before. And if you have a vlog and you have a podcast, it's the best way to up your game. Um, so, I mean, just if you're looking to grow your audience, get more engagement, like this is it. You're going to want to go to poddex.com. Use code thinkingproject10. Uh, listeners who tune into my show get that code and you'll save 10% off your first order. Uh, Poddex are the hottest new tool out there for everybody trying to have meaningful conversations and, and make meaningful content. So go to poddex.com, use code THINKINGPROJECT10 and get 10% off your first order, guys. Uh, and this episode was awesome. I got to talk to three of the board members from the Utah Women in Sales organization here in uh, Utah. And they were amazing. They had some really great insight. We had some really great conversations about sales, about people trying to get into sales, um, the opportunities for women in sales. Uh, and they just got to share their message and, and uh, have another platform to, to talk about how awesome they are. And it was a really, really fun conversation to have with uh, these women who are sales leaders and really is a little intimidating. So, uh, but it was awesome. And they were so kind and so nice and uh, you'll love it. If you guys are tuning in for the first time or if you're a, if you're a long time listener, uh, please check me out on Facebook. Please follow my page, The Thinking Project. Check me out on Instagram. Uh, I'm there. And without further ado, please welcome the Utah Women in Sales Organization. Welcome, everybody. This is Dalton Jensen, and you're tuning into The Thinking Project. Well, good. So we'll, so we'll get started in, uh, you know, another point of transparency. This is the first time that I've had, you know, more than two of us on at a time. So um, why don't you guys um, help us out? Uh, and tell us a little bit about like who you are. I guess we can start with Lynette first and then go Taylor and Gwen and just tell us a little bit about your background and who you are and why you got involved with Utah Women in Sales. All right. So I'm Lynette Richardson and um, I'm the president of Utah Women in Sales and one of the co-founders of Utah Women in Sales. I am, it's, uh, my day job is I am actually still in sales. I work at a software company and I sell um, software for Lucid software here in Utah yeah. and <laughs> my passion has really been for supporting and getting more women involved in sales. Uh, we find that women are some of the best producers and the highest closers yet they have, 
they don't they have some course type of a uh, stigma about what sales really is mm. and being able to break that down and show them that this is a really great career for women and women have very strong natural abilities to be very powerful in sales and can make a great income and have a great career. So um, getting that message out and really trying to uh, bring more skills and belief into women all over and, and really just uniting women so we can support each other and learn from each other has really been a lot of what Utah Women in Sales is about and what drove me to get to this point. So, Yeah, wow, I love it. Yeah, I've heard a, a lot about Lucid um, and they're a great company. That's awesome, thank yeah. you. Yep. What about you, Taylor? Um, so my name's Taylor Rudy. I'm a director of sales currently over at Weave in Thanksgiving Point down there. Um, so just a software company. Um, this is my first year being involved with Utah Women in Sales and I'm on the board. I really head up the podcast with Gwen. She's my co-host extraordinaire. So it's yes. fun to be on the other side of this. But um, yeah, I've only been in sales for about three and a half, four years now. Um, I took the job right out of college. I was like, okay, I'll give it a try. And it ended up just being something that I've loved. So I think similar to Lynette, when I started um, in sales, there weren't a ton of women at my company. And so I was really looking to find a way to connect with other women similar to me in a similar career. A lot of the girls at my company at the time um, just crushed it. And I was like, okay, there's got to be other women out there that I can really connect with and learn and learn from. And so I think um, just being a part of the Utah women in sales community and networking and learning from so many other women. And like Lynette said, um, just presenting this opportunity to other people that might not realize one that it's out there and two that it provides so many different things that you could want in a career. So it's been great. It's been great. Yeah, I really like that. What did you go to college for? I was a psychology major, actually. Heck yeah, heck yeah. Uh, no, I like it because I went to school for accounting, and then okay. same thing. I actually got into sales because it helped me pay for my college, so I could graduate with a little bit, you know, not as much debt as like a college degree would be, right? Yeah. Um, but I love it. And then I read on your on your bio on the website that you're from Ohio. I am born That's in awesome. That's cool. I'm from Iowa. Oh, cool. And people always get, do, do you find that people get Ohio and Iowa mixed up? People that aren't <laughs> from Ohio or Iowa get them mixed up. That's right. Sure. That's right. Yeah. They're, I'm like, I'm from Iowa. They're like, go Buckeyes. I was like, real close. <laughs> <laughs> I am a Buckeye at heart. So I, yeah, really like <laughs> I like it. I won't bring up Michigan at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool. Well, thank you so much. All right, Gwen, what about you? So what about me? Um, so for Utah Women in Sales, I am the um, director of member engagement. And so essentially that's sort of like selling, you know, Utah Women in Sales to get more members and, and join and get involved. Um, I, like Taylor mentioned, co-host the podcast with her. Um, I also oversee our mentorship program and our social responsibility projects. And um, there's just a handful of irons in the fire that I have going on, but I love it because it's all, you know, about being creative and coming up with ways to interface with more women and get them to realize that sales is actually um, a very viable and lucrative career option for them. So I think we all kind of share that passion and trying to, you know, 
kind of lift up other women into these sales roles that are out there. So that's what I do for Utah Women in Sales. And then my day job, um, <laughs> I am the um, Chief Business Development and Marketing Officer for um, a medical management company that I'm part owner of. And so we oversee um, some outpatient uh, surgery centers. And then I also do some work for the largest podiatry group in Utah. Mm. So my background is very much um, healthcare founded. But as my career has evolved, um, really realized that there's a lot of stuff that my brain likes chewing on than just, you know, patient facing sort of um, activities. And mm. now I get to be involved in this great group of women and sales and just, you know, finding more ways to connect and collaborate. And it's, it's so much fun. Oh, yeah, that's awesome. So you so Gwen, now you um, went from healthcare to sales, like in different out of healthcare? Or did you stay in healthcare and kind of move into like the sales side of it? Kind of the second part. I okay. my, my first career, I started off um, as a registered dietitian and a diabetes educator. And oh. um, so kind of doing that patient facing work working mm. for actually an insulin pharmaceutical company as a educator slash sort of sales hybrid role. And during the latter part of my, um, you know, tenure with that organization, I really started liking the whole, you know, sales and metrics and every client mm. or customer is a puzzle. And how do you align, you know, what you can bring them to their pain points and figure everybody out. Um, so I, that was just like, I think I've hit my career number two out of who knows how many. <laughs> That's awesome. Though, no, I think one thing that you guys all mentioned, um, was that sales can be something that's really that women can be really great at. And as you know, I've been on sales teams with, with women on there, and they're always they're always rock stars. They're always rock stars. There's something about like I had to learn. Like I'm a pretty I'm a pretty big guy. Like I'm I'm tall, you know, and I'm and I'm beefy. And so I actually had to learn how to like look smaller, like walking up <laughs> to a customer, you know, or like talking. To, you know what I'm saying? And not not that. Not that, but like, I realized like if I was like really aggressive, like I was like scaring people off. Right. And, uh, and I just, I actually, I had, a uh, my first team leader when I was on a sales floor, her name was Angelia and she taught me a lot. Like, so I love it. And, and what I kind of want to ask all of you uh, and get your input is why do you think there's not as many women in sales as there should be? Cause I think, I think it's, there should be way more. Well, I, I'll start here. Go ahead, go <laughs> I think ahead, yeah. the biggest problem is that it's just awareness. I think there's a lot of women that don't realize what sales really is. I think they, you have this thought of, you know, it's just slimy. You're going to be cramming things down people's throat and, you know, yeah. old bait and switch stuff. And it's just like mm. most people are really turned off by that. And, and a lot right. of times when you say you're in sales, that's immediately what people think you do. Right. Um, when the truth of it is you're more of an educator you're a partner, you're teaching people and you're really bringing new thoughts to them and helping them solve problems. Mm. Um, when women realize that that's what a sales job really is, um, it changes their perception of it. And then if you can make a lot of money doing it, that's even better. So <laughs> I think right. it's just, it's really just being aware. And I think that there's also a lot of women that think, Oh, I don't have any qualification or any skills for that. But I'll tell you what, we all negotiate and we're all in sales. So, yeah, you know, don't, right don't count yourself short on that. I think there's a lot of women that have a lot more skills than they realize that they have. Yeah, for sure. 
Yeah, I think one thing that's really exciting is there seems to be a growing number of women who are joining the sales floor. Um, I know at least at, at my company, and it's it's fun to watch Utah Women in Sales. It's growing so much, and more and more women are becoming part of this community. So I think that is promising for the future. But just to kind of piggyback off of what Lynette, what Lynette said, I think a lot of it is a false perception of what sales really is. I think the other thing too is we cookie cutter sales. And I mean, Gwen in her past life, we always call it, was essentially selling just in a different way. I think there's so many yeah. different avenues of selling that sometimes when you hear selling, you think about used car salesmen or just like fly me or whatever, you know, whatever yeah. it might be. Not saying all used car salesmen are spiky, <laughs> but um, I think that there's so many different avenues of selling, and I think that people just have a false perception of it, and then they don't take it that step further mm. to explore it a little bit more and see if it is for them. Yeah. Yeah. I think you guys probably just, if this were family feud, you guys just got all of them except for like the top. So I'm like, oh, well, what can I say? The but number you know, one answer is. I, the number one answer is. I think is, it was yeah. already taken. I don't want to get a red strike here. But, um, I, you know, I think there's so much to be said for um, women being the disruptors of these gender kind of attachments mm -hmm. to professions that are out there and anywhere. And um, who better than, than women to come into an area that has been, you know, typically dominated by a male gender for, you know, eons and eons. And like Lynette mentioned, the women that come in, we bring so many additional character traits to the sales process and the sales relationships. And so um, we're super excited to see more women leaning into this as an opportunity mm -hmm. and really flexing their sales muscles. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Well, it's always been weird to me that that sales is male dominated. And I'll tell you why. Because like, you have to be really empathetic. You have to be really kind, you know, and, and I when I trained salespeople, I would do I would say that so we would be in like a sales training. Because uh, I, I trained salesmen for about two years. Um, and I would say, oh, and I would have them do that. That was the first exercise was like, what do you guys think sales is like, when I say sales, what's the first thing that come to your head? And they'd be like, slimy, pushy, whatever. Right. And I'm like, that's the job that you just signed up for. So now, <laughs> <laughs> now we're going to like reverse all of that. Right. We got to back out all that. Uh, cause we make, you know, cause you can make more money than slimy sales guys. I mean, people can feel that, you know what I'm saying? And I mean, that's probably just like, I, you know, one of my things I love about sales is like that you can be really confident that you can, once you let that go, like people can feel it and they, and they love it. You know what I mean? So yeah. Well, so what, and you guys have kind of hinted toward this, um, but you know, how, like with, with the way that Utah Women in Sales is growing, with the group that you have right now, how do you guys feel about everything that's going on? Who wants to go first? It, yeah, go. yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't so want to be first all the time. Are you, Dalton, are you referring to sort of just the big shift in like work from home and remote teams and, and things like that as far yeah. as like Okay. Yeah. How do you about your growth and how do you feel about like where everything is going? I mean, that's, that, that's kind of what I, I, I like to hear. Yeah, no, we are definitely, I think in, as an organization, I mean, we talk about it on a pretty frequent basis, you know, our numbers in our audience, our mailing mm -hmm. list, you know, our attendees to the different virtual and live events that we offer, it's growing. And it's not like skyrocketing, but what we're seeing and what we feel is it's authentic, intentional growth mm -hmm. where people are hearing about us. 
they're seeing our events, they're following our content, posting on social outlets, and it resonates with them. And so they're stepping in to follow. And that's what we love because those are the type of intentional connections that mean we we're, we're doing something right. And that's what we want to continue doing is just elevating what we do on a higher and higher level so that more women are being lifted up wherever they're at in their sales careers. Hmm. Yeah. I love that. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know, you'd be surprised because we typically we've been a lot of in-person um, meetings and visits and, you know, yeah. But with COVID, you just can't really do that. And so going virtual, suddenly we're finding our audiences expanding. And we've got people joining us from the East Coast and from California and all over the place. And there goes my dog. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Working from home. (laughs) The beauties of Uh, Zoom meetings. Yeah, I tell you. But but we also have, like, I would say on an average, hang on. I'm just going to mute for a minute. I can kind of piggyback off of what Onet was saying. One thing I think that top sales reps do really well is they're able to pivot very quickly and they're able to take any, maybe it's a quote unquote issue that the client might be having or an objection or whatever it might be and, and really turn it into a positive. And I think it's been really inspiring to watch this specific community take something like not being able to get together for virtual events. And instead we got together at the beginning of the year and we're like, okay, how can we get additional content out to our audience? And so that's kind of how the podcast even came about. We have a webinar series, we have a virtual workout series, all of those things I have to wonder if they would have been you know, released as, at least as quickly as they did if, if something like COVID didn't come, didn't come into our world. So it's, it's kind of a cool situation that I think, you know, as tough as it is, it brought out a lot of really awesome things in the community as well. Yeah, no, I think that I think that's 100% accurate. There were a lot of good things that came out of it, especially uh, where salespeople, like you mentioned, like they had to pivot, like they had to learn how to like virtual sell, right? Hold Zoom meetings and things like that. So now I know, Lynette, you were in the middle of something, but go ahead and go ahead and take yeah. it away. Well, and I was going to mention that it's really surprising that probably 20% of our attendees are men. You know, I have men reach out to me all the time. They're like, is it okay if I come to this? It's like, are you kidding? Of course. (laughs) (laughs) The only way that we enhance women in sales is to learn to work together to, for the men and the women to learn how to support each other and understand that we sell different and learn, you know, we can learn from each other. And, And there's a lot of things that I pick up from, from men. And I would hope that they pick up stuff from me. (laughs) Fingers crossed. No, you know, all day. Yeah. You know, I, I've worked with, with women and have been, um, you know, I had a general manager. I told you my first team leader, I had a team of, of women who I worked with and it was awesome. Like I, you know, and like I said, that's why I found your organization like so awesome. And I was, you know, as we started this podcast, as I started this podcast, I was like, I got to find, I got to find a way to, to do that. So um, now let me ask you this. This is kind of a, I ask whenever I meet a salesperson, this is what I ask them. And it's because it's just so funny to hear the different stories, but is this what you've always wanted to do when you grew up? Like when you, <laughs> like, is this your game plan, plan A or did it, how did it, how did it come to you? How did sales come to you? <laughs> um, okay, I'll go. <laughs> All right, do, I'll do so I, I actually always wanted to be, um, be my own boss, basically. Mm. So I guess sales fits into that category. Yeah. Um, when I was in my early 20s, I started a, my own business and I ran that for several years and then ended up selling it. And, you know, it was, it was really, 
there's a lot of work in running a, a business that gets to a larger size. And I kept thinking, you know, I really love working with the sales reps. And if I ever sell this place, I'm probably just going to go into sales. <laughs> so <laughs> I didn't plan on it, but as time went on, I realized I really liked it and I really enjoyed working with the sales team. And then I, I just decided to focus on that. And it's been a really great career for me. It's, I am my own boss. You know, mm -hmm. I, I have my book of business and I do my own work and I make my, I make money off of what I do. And as long as I hit my numbers, nobody tells me what to do. So I'm that's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. What about you, Taylor? Oh gosh, man. Well, I guess back in the day, you see, you asked, I studied psychology. I was dead set on working with schizophrenics. I don't know why I mm. wanted so bad, but something shifted <laughs> a couple conversations in college and my dad's in sales. And so mm. at first I was kind of like, well, you know, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I think for me, the biggest thing that I was looking for in a career as I was entering the workflow, like the workplace was, um, a company that really invested in in me and a company that was going to continuously put in the effort to train me and really like actually surround me with just that type of like that go-getter personality type and one thing that attracted me to sales teams across the across the country was all of the managers they really have that personality type like everyone on the floor is a hustler everyone on the floor wants to go be their own boss everyone on the floor is super motivated they're doing things outside of their job i think it's really inspiring to be around and i think that's kind of what drew me to the sales career is the personality types of my peers i love it what about you gwen no, no, in no way, shape, or form was I thinking about sales. I, I love, I love it. <laughs> I, I, I was just like, you know, healthcare. That's where I'm going to go. Yeah. I, I like, you know, helping people. Um, that sort of one-to-one -one sort of purpose and intention, and um, and then you know, working in the pharmaceutical sales world, and you know, I was kind of that, like I had mentioned, a little bit more of a hybrid of an educator and doing less like direct sales, but I was, in, you know, surrounded by teams of straight up sales reps. And mm -hmm. I was, you know, always kind of like, you know, I see on one side the, um, what they accomplish and what they achieve and the drive. But to me, it was missing a lot of that creativity that's really kind of at the heart of what makes my brain tick. And, um, but then as I started to kind of, you know, move into choosing kind of like my next career, I was like, I'm great for sales because I, I get this, the, the side, the empathetic side, the, mm -hmm. you know, where you have to understand your client really, really well. And you're not just on the business side of here's the numbers and here's the go, you, you marry the two. Um, and so that really started to become more of a natural fit for me and a little yeah. bit of my kind of competitive side and then starting to see, okay, what are the different options where I can sort of parlay those, that skill set into a career. Um, and there it's just kind of evolved from there into, to something that to me is, is, is outside of that traditional quote unquote sales role, mm -hmm. but it's yeah. still, it's, it's very fulfilling now that I kind of better understand how to apply it um, to my skill strengths. Yeah, no, I really, I really appreciate that. I really like that because um, 
it's the same thing. That's why I love these answers because like the way people found sales is just, that's inspiring to me too. You know, when you can find out how they came to be and you realize that not a lot of people like had this as their first thought, but then realized like, Hey, like, like Lynette said, you know, sales is everywhere and I can apply the same kind of principles in business and life as I can to sales and I can make a good living off of it and I can help people. You know what I mean? If you come from that kind of side, of helping people in sales, you really like zoom past everybody else. Right. Mm -hmm. I, I really, I really appreciate that. So I'll ask another question and I'll start with Taylor, but what do you feel like the biggest challenges uh, women in sales face either getting into it or while they're in it? What do you think their challenges are? I think the biggest challenge to get into it is themselves. Mm -hmm. I think that too many. You're always in your own head. (laughs) You're always in your own head, you know, (laughs) dang it. Yeah, I do. I think I feel pretty strongly that women hold themselves back. And if they would just get out of their own way, then it wouldn't be that difficult to get into sales if they work really hard. Um, And then I think once they're in it, I think it depends on the personality type of the woman, I guess. But I would say a combination of at first that initial, um, you know, getting over the no and not taking that personally and being able to move on. I think sometimes women internalize um, rejection. They, they internalize mm. it a little bit more. Uh, mm. Sometimes guys just let it roll right off their back and, they respond. <laughs> and girls are yeah. a little bit more like, shoot, what could I have done? You know, and I think yeah. that well, reflection in turn makes them great at sales, but I think yeah. you've got to get over that initial being able to yeah, you know, I always say right. like, well, no, because then you're yeah. not being let on and you can kind of figure out if there's an objection you can solve or move on to the next. Yeah, interest. yeah. Yeah. You want to get a no as quick as you can, right? Like, yeah. yeah. And then, uh, and uh, you know what, you, you brought up a good point that I actually see in a lot of salespeople that they kind of get in their own way. And, and then we'll go to Lynette and Gwen, but um, you know, it, that empathy is great, but like hyper empathy mm-hmm. is, is not like you can have too much. You can feel like you can take that no and be like, oh my gosh, I did something, right? And when you have a really good salesperson, a really strong salesperson, they know that that no's just happen, that sometimes it's out of our control and you, you fall in love with the process of the sale. And if you did everything in the process you could do to make it work, then, then it's it, right? Um, but yeah, I feel like you brought up a good point that a lot of people have kind of like that hyper empathy kind of mm-hmm. issue. But Lynette, what do you think? Yeah, I... I- I mean, I think that's true. We're the reason why women don't get into sales is the like Taylor said, we're all in our own head. It's all mm. it's all our belief systems. Yeah, but why do you think why do you think they're in their own head? Like what piece of advice if you know that like like what's that what what gives them that uh, what gave you the umph to like get out of your head and like give it a shot? Yeah. Well, I I think when you look at women typically you'll see that if you compare a man to a woman and I'm not saying I'm trying not to say anything negative about men, and this is not negative. Go ahead. But let's say if, let's say me and a man are both applying for a job, the woman feels like she needs to be 100% qualified for that job, Mm -hmm. or she doesn't even apply. Where a guy's Mm -hmm. like, I'm mostly qualified. Let's do it. You know, (laughs) and I think it's just that uh, uh, it's probably a lot of the emotional, um, the emotional part of it. And we mm-hmm. are very critical of ourselves. I think probably more than men, I think men can let things fly. And because we're emotional, we just really internalize things and think things through maybe a little bit too much, you know? And, mm-hmm. um, I think some of those things really cause us to not take advantage of things that are opportunities that are right in front of us. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's just more of 
realizing that and getting that mindset that like, I, I am absolutely qualified to do this and I can absolutely do this. And yeah. you know, if you've ever had a teenager, you guys probably haven't raised teenagers. I think Gwen has, <laughs> no you can negotiate with the teenager. You can negotiate with CEO. They're way easier than teenagers. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have a four-year-old, I have a four-year-old daughter who is fiery and fierce yeah. and, uh, <laughs> and I love it. And, it's yep. the best thing and the worst thing as a parent. <laughs> it is. You know what I mean? You know what I, mean? Yeah. I love it though. I love it though. What about you, Gwen? Yeah. Again, I keep getting slated for the last position in the family <laughs> feud repeat. All right. You're up, first, you're up first next time. I promise. <laughs> no, no. I, I so, <laughs> you know, it's like sitting there thinking about their answers. And one thing that kind of, with a lot of different career paths, you know, when you go into them, they're pretty black and white. The ropes, learning the ropes are pretty spelled out for you and you just do the job and you go. And there's something about sales that because so much of it is continuously evolving and requires you to be agile and chameleon-like in your approach and your different clients and customers. And um, that's something that sometimes doesn't come naturally to women. And so because of that, I don't think that they understand like when you're going into a sales role, and this is part of why I love heading up the mentorship program is that mm -hmm. you need to find a mentor. You need to find a sponsor or an advocate. You know, I mean, they're a little bit different, mm -hmm. but women just don't tend to seek out those support um, professionals in their mm -hmm. um, career network to help them get ahead the same way that men do. And, you know, there's many different ways you can compare how men and women will handle certain aspects of growing their career. And I think that's one of them where as women, we are a little bit more behind the curve in knowing how to, um, you know, identify somebody that's not maybe our direct manager and get them to be a sponsor or teach us a little bit or share or mentor some things with us. And I think that's something that women need to realize it's okay to ask for that and, and find somebody that's willing to be that for you because that's going to help leaps and bounds make learning those ropes so much easier. Yeah. Well, a mentor in sales is a, is a plus just for anybody. You mm. know what I mean? Like uh, you, you've got to find, you know, those books, those seminars, those people who are like you trying to reach the same goals. I think um, that's super important. And then, you know, as you mentioned mentors and as you mentioned, like um, you know, the confidence and getting out of your own head, like uh, Gwen here, I'll ask you the first question. <laughs> but um, but, you know, you mentioned mentors, you mentioned the willingness to learn. What's your favorite sales book? Like if you were going to mentor somebody and you're going to give them a book, like what, which oh. one would it be? Gosh, because there's, <laughs> there's so many good ones. There is, there is. Um, I'm trying to think of one that, that just resonates with me that, that I've read recently. And <laughs> well, why <are> you <laughs> of course you would ask me this. <laughs> what? Passed. Right. <laughs> yeah, it's I'll come the back. first question and she passes. <laughs> no, you're awesome, Gwen. Hey. <laughs> uh, because, you know, it's important for people to like to find those though. You know, when I was in, as a, as a trainer and as like a, a leader, I would, I would have to like tell people, you know, you got to go find somebody, you got to go find stick with somebody, you got to go find a book and, but then you got to like do it. That was the most frustrating thing as a sales person or, you know, you tell somebody to do something and then they don't do it. You're like, come on. So, okay. I'm gonna let you think about that one, Gwen. What about you, Taylor or Lynette? So 
we actually have a sales book club. Um, so right. we're constantly reading through books. So I'll just, I guess I'll just shout out the last two that we read. Just yeah, go for it. My mind. Um, so the first one and the one that we're wrapping up right now is the score takes care of itself. Mm. Um, so that is a phenomenal book We're I, we're not all the way done yet, so I can't sure. like really give it away, but so far I'm about 75% of the way done. And, and I think that that's a really powerful message. That's something that my boss talked to me a lot about when I was a newer rep, we get so caught up in the end number and sometimes yeah. the end number is really big. Right. And so I think if you really focus on doing the little things really well, all of a sudden you get to the end of the game and you won. And mm. it's just because you focus on doing all of the small things above and beyond and really executing at a level of, of um, excellence. Right. Yeah. Um, so that I would definitely recommend that book. And then one of the other ones we read a little bit, a little while back, it's definitely a different, it's more of a, uh, like a mindset book, but I think it helped me a ton um, in sales and, and honestly in life, but it's the alchemist. Mm. I don't know. Have you read the alchemist Dalton? You know, I haven't read it yet, but I've, I've I know about it. Yeah, it's one of those books that I think you could probably read every year for the rest of your life and get something different every time you <laughs> read it. Um, but it's phenomenal. And I, I like it because, like I mentioned, it it's really applicable to your mindset, which I think can make a major impact on the way you do every single thing yeah. in your life. So those would be yeah. good to Yeah, well, I mean, attitude and mindset and, um, you know, your – uh, the way you carry yourself, your confidence, that's all part of sales, mm-hmm. right? And it's so important. Um, what about you, Lynette? Yeah, so I've got, I'm, I just love to read books <laughs> or <laughs> listen to them anyway, because I, you know, do it on your commute and stuff. That's true. Um, yeah. But I would say there's probably three that stand out. Um, when you talk about sales methodology, I'm 100% challenge yourself. That's, that's me. Oh, yeah, that's I, I love I, the challenge yourself. Yeah. Yeah. If you're ever looking for really good methodology, just solid practices in sales, that's mm-hmm. a really good one. Um, for, for a woman that's just like trying to really find her place, Lean In by Sheryl Sandberg is really good. It really I've heard, yes, I've heard of that one. I haven't read it yet, but yeah. that one's on my list, though. Yes. Yeah. That, that's really an eye opener there. And then I think more for just understanding. So I, I kind of bounce between three different phases. And then another one that I really like a lot that really, again, an eye opener to me to understand personas and people and the way we think and, and how men think and how women think and, um, mm-hmm. is Daring Greatly by Brene Brown. Uh, another oh, man. Great, great book. You well, know, if she, you want to get into leadership, she's got some great books too. But oh that's yeah. I, well, I love Brene Brown. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. Daring Greatly. Um, and she had a couple more that, um, gosh, they're on the tip of my tongue, but yeah, dare to lead is one. If you're like a, yeah, yeah. I like, I like fantastic. dare. Yeah. I like dare to lead. She's yeah. very powerful. I make my, I make she my is. daughter listen to her podcast. My daughter. She's she is. And she's, I love her, you know, being vulnerable too, because I think that's a part yeah. of women. We don't dare be vulnerable because we're always like, mm. somebody's going to take advantage of that, you know, but listening mm. to that is just like, no, sometimes that's good because if you can open up and have that, real conversation with people, you know, anyway, but so those are kind of my go-tos and the three different areas that I like to focus. Well, no, I I love that. I love that you guys each brought up um, books that weren't like directly about sales, but just kind of like life because it's so important. Like in sales, people appreciate, now you can't get get away with this every time, but people appreciate like an, I don't know, but I'll find out answer. 
You know what yeah. I mean? Right. You can't, you can't say it too much because then they might, you know, they're like, am I dealing with the right person? But if, you, <laughs> but if you have a genuine question um, and you say, Hey, look, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. Or you, or you tell them like, Hey, I'm just here to help. And, uh, and yeah, be that vulnerable. Like if you don't, one of my favorite lines in sales is like, Hey, look, if you don't buy this, uh, hopefully we can still be friends, right? If, if you love it, sweet, if not, no worries. And hopefully we can still be friends and people like, you know, it's, it's kind of like that, like, okay, he, you know what I mean? Like we're just working together to find a common goal. I yep. love that. Are you, are you ready, Gwen? Yes. Yes. And, and spirit of full transparency. I went over and flipped open my audible library so I could make sure, you know, that I had the title right. But the one that, that the most recent one was the four disciplines of execution. And I was mm -hmm. actually turned on to that. Um, when I was going through a job interview with a, um, a, a company and that's one that I've read twice because um, in the, the position that I'm in now overseeing some people that are in sales positions and really wanting to find something that's like just simple and a level kind of playing ground way of connecting to help them understand how to build some framework into how they approach sales. Um, mm -hmm. And that's what I love that one. It's not super complicated. It's just bare bones, get out there, here's something to start with. And that's why I like it. Oh, yeah. No, that's, that's great. Oh, I, and, and again, like, it's just so important to like, like, invest in yourself, get those books, get the mentors, right. And I and Taylor, going back to something you said earlier, um, having your company invest in you. I mean, that's huge, right. And I think that that's a really good thing for, for any sales person to look for in a company when, when they're looking in sales, but especially for women, because I mean, it's so powerful to, for a woman to know, like, we've got your back and you can run as far as you want and fly as high as you want. And we got you. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and what are, what are some of the ways you're seeing like sales organizations out there um, and companies like supporting their sales teams? Like, what do you look for in a, if, if somebody, if there's a woman listening to this podcast who wants to get in a, into, into sales, like what does she need to look for in a company? Like, what does she need to be ready for in an interview? Any, anybody can go on that Okay. Gwen, if you so want to, Lynette, if you want to, it's Taylor, easier whatever. to do the first answer. <laughs> do the first one and you're off the hook. I know, I know, I know. That's why I was like, dang it. I know there's so many of us and, and I'm, and I'm so new at podcasting. So you guys are just going to have to forgive me, but yeah, go ahead, Taylor. You're different, right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me circle back here. So I think one of the things that I would look for, or if I was someone, a male or a female um, that was interviewing at a sales company, first and foremost, I would try to talk to the people that work there. Mm -hmm. I know like at our company, we do a ton of like actual sales rep interviews. And a lot of it is just to find a culture fit. And I find so many back when I was selling and I was interviewing people at that level, so many people I don't think took a good enough advantage of that moment to really speak with the reps that are living and breathing the culture. And I would ask them like, Hey, like what's your training? Like who runs your training? If you have issues, where do you go? Like what's your day to day? Are you happy here? You know, like questions yeah, like that. Yeah. I would really, I would really invite people to actually ask the people that are doing the job you're interviewing for. If you get the opportunity, obviously, mm -hmm. Um, but I think continuing continued education is probably the biggest thing. I, we've been talking about it, but sales is constantly changing. And I mean, oh, yeah. quarter by quarter, like the issues, the objections, the world pandemics, like everything is constantly pivoting. Seriously. 
And I think that if you're going to work for a company that has just a big leader at the top that just puts out numbers and asks you to hit them, but isn't really in the trenches with you, helping you overcome the problems and really solve the problems and get better and is really invested in your growth. Those would be, I think, very difficult things to survive in sales without. So. Oh yeah. 100%. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'll just jump in here then. <laughs> yeah, go I for think. It. The, some of the most important things that you need to, to know in looking for a job is, can you sell that product before mm -hmm. you, cause you can get a lot of great jobs and I've been in sales for a long time and I'll tell you, I can't sell everything. I can't, <laughs> there are certain things that I believe in and I can sell those. And yeah, then there's other yeah, things yeah. where I'm like, you know, I just don't get why this is so important. It's <laughs> a big deal. <laughs> you know, if you have, if you, you're feeling that way about a product, you're not going to ever be able to sell it. And make yeah. It's going to be really tough. Sure that, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Make sure that it's something that you really can get behind and you really understand why it's important because you'll be a lot more successful. And then I would look at the leadership of the company because that, like Taylor said, that is huge. You need to know what the leadership is like, what their leadership style is like. And you can see that right at the top because that filters all the way down. So yeah. you can learn who the top executives are in the company. Um, if you're a woman and that's important to you to have um, the right culture, how many other women are in sales in that team? Mm -hmm. How many women are in leadership in that company? Because if you're going into a company that's um, a great product and you're going to be like the first female sales rep and there's 200 men, it's going to be okay, but you're, it's going to be a little more difficult. So if you're up for the challenge, just know that. But yeah, if there's yeah. a group that supports you and there's a lot of, there's several women and there's women in leadership, then you're going to have a little bit better culture fit where yeah. you're going to have people that can support you and help you and, and really progress your career. So I think those are two really important things that I would look for. Those are success markers for me in a job. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. What about you going? Yeah. So this is one of the things because at the end of 2018 and beginning of 2019, I was doing quite a few different job interviews and, and, you know, prepping for those interviews and going into them and, and having that kind of scripted list of questions to ask. And what I found so often was trusting, you know, like my gut and not so much the, the content of how they answered the questions because they're all prepping for these interviews as well. And they know, here's what we're supposed to say when they ask this. Here's what we're supposed to say when they mm -hmm. ask that. But it was, how did they answer the questions? What was, you know, what was their energy? What was their emotion about when they, when they were answering these questions that I would ask about their company? And then what questions did they ask me? You know, like how would, mm -hmm. how would their company help me? And what kind of questions was this person, the hiring manager or the interviewing team, what were they asking me? So it's not exactly a specific thing, but it's just more of the, yeah. um, the, the non-tangibles of that mm -hmm. process that really gave me a clue into, oh, this person isn't even making eye contact with me when they're answering this question <laughs> and they're playing with their ink pen. Like, oh, yeah. I don't believe a word you say. So those yeah. are the sort of things that I would really encourage. I mean, because you, you have to ask those questions, right. um, but look at the nonverbal answers and cues as you interpret mm -hmm. it. So now you guys are all very high up in sales, leaders, managers, you interview people. Do you, do you think the interview process is going to stay the same for salespeople in the future? Because I've always felt like the normal interview process, like when I've interviewed salespeople, is just, it's always felt so outdated. Like if I didn't have to have like, in the, in the parts that I'm in, you um, in my old sales job where I interviewed people, you had to have a license to like sell and, and talk to people. 
um, I actually sold cars, by the way. So you had to have like an actual license to sell, right? Um, and I, it, it was everything I could do not to just like grab somebody up here and be like, let's go talk to somebody. You know what I mean? Because there's only so much you can learn from like uh, a resume, um, somebody talking in there. Because, you know, somebody could be having like a really rough day. They could be having a really bad day. And that's why they didn't perform well in like my interview. Mm-hmm. Um, or they'd be having an awesome day. Like they could be just 100%. And then like, cause I've had that too, where like I've hired people and I was like, man, you're just a really good interviewer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So do you guys feel like I, we can start with Gwen again. Like, do you feel like that's going to stay the same? Like resumes and interviews? You know, I sure hope it doesn't because yeah. thinking about all the interviews that I ha- had went through and they were so just rigid and the mm. same, the same question, you know, you're like, This doesn't give, you know, there's no opportunity to really show who you are and what you can do when all you're looking at is a piece of paper. And then me trying to explain that piece of paper almost (laughs) sounds like I'm trying to defend myself, you know, and it it just, it's not, it's not a a real true way to gauge somebody's skills. And, you know, I think the on the job interview, Hey, you know what, come in. We'll give you some, we'll give you some tasks. We'll let you give it a try. We'll see what you accomplish. Those sort of actual immersing somebody in the role and evaluate yeah. them that way. Let them flex their muscles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think, uh, cause like personally, I didn't really, like I went to college. I love, I don't ever college bash. Like if you've ever heard any of my stuff before, like I don't do that, but I almost like in sales, I don't really care if you have a degree. Like, can you sell something? Are you nice? Can you, do people like you? Can, do people are influenced by you, things like that, right? So yeah, I've always found the interview process just tough. What about you, Taylor? You're the the director of sales in your company, right? Yeah, one of them. Okay, yeah. Oh, great. Well, that's awesome. So tell me, like, what do you think? So I think think it's a great challenge to sales leaders everywhere. Um, And I think it's something that would be really important to look internally with the way that you do interview. Because I think I think you have a ton of powerful call outs. And I think that we, we do a, um, like a pitch almost. Mm. So we do like a couple culture interviews, which I actually love. I really, I really yeah, value yeah. the input of my team to Gwen's, to Gwen's point. I think that's really where that like gut, like, no, what's your energy? How would you, what would you like it here? Like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and then I think, their resume is great and all, you know, I, I look mainly for numbers about like, okay, where were you ranking against your peers? But I think what really quote unquote sells it for me is when they actually do their pitch. And I think you can see it when someone's selling and they're in their element. I think you can see that come alive. And I think it's really hard to fake if you're not great at sales. So I would definitely encourage every company that doesn't have some sort of pitch involved or to Gwen's point, like get in there for a day and just start doing tasks and see how it goes. I think that's where true colors really come out. Mm-hmm. I like that. What about you, Lynette? Yeah, I, I think the best interviews that I've been in have been more, not like, tell me your numbers. How do you hit your numbers? Cause yeah, all that stuff, you know, people can say whatever they want. Yeah. And then yeah. You yeah. Really don't, <laughs> you really don't right. know. Right. And I've seen sales reps that just sound great and they look great on paper and you get them on the floor and they have no clue. Yeah, I think some flop, of the best yeah. things that you can do are actually just, um, I had somebody say, teach me, teach me something. I don't know. And they could pick mm-hmm. anything. This is, you know what? In fact, it's our CEO at our company that does this. And so 
one guy got up there and he said, you know, I was a diver in college. Let me tell you about that. And then he taught him how a dive would be and what you would be looking for. Now you get somebody else that's telling you something and it doesn't matter what it is. Explain to me sure. what this, how this pen works. You know, sure. if someone can tell the story and they can make it understandable where you can just really get into the story and like, be like, Oh, that's pretty cool. Yes. Yes. That person can sell. And yeah. so I think that tells a lot more and it could be anything that you want. Just tell me something. I've also had um, a little bit more on a hostile version where a guy oh. handed me something <laughs> and said, sell this to me, you know? So it was, and he wasn't really being very nice to be honest with you. And I was kind of oh, mad geez, at him. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, job. yeah. There's definitely like, I phrased that question knowing that, um, yeah. you know, and I didn't say that knowing, but knowing like you got to find, yeah, something that works. Yeah, yeah. No Wolf of Wall Street with the sell me the pen. Yeah. Yep. But you know, there's just, seriously, if you could just have somebody tell you something and explain mm. something, teach you something, because that's really what you're doing. If you can teach something and it's engaging and it's interesting mm -hmm. and you get to the end and you understand, yeah, that's a good sales rep. And I think that's, I think we need to move more towards that stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, when you said that, I was like, whoa, I actually don't know what I would do in that situation. Cause I'd be like <laughs> a little caught off guard, but that's like when you, that's when you get to see a salesperson. Right? How yeah. do they act under pressure, and what do they do when they're caught off guard? Because that's what objections are, man. Those are tough. Yeah. Like you can yeah. really, you can really get caught up with that. Um, and I like what you said about stories too. You know, one thing I tell, one thing I learned uh, really early on that changed the way I sell is facts tell, stories sell, and uh, and they do. You know what I mean? Like you can, I can tell you all day what this is, but like if you can't paint that picture in someone's head about how it's going to work, you know, geez. Well, I think, I think. You guys have just brought a ton. I have like way more questions, but like, I don't want to take your whole time. So I'll ask you like, like just each of you, just one last thing um, because I don't want to take your whole night. Uh, but if you could, if you could send a woman out there who's in sales or wants to be in sales or just anything like that, if you could send them a 30 second message about what they should be doing maybe why they should find your group out. Um, what would that be? And uh, we can start Taylor. Go ahead. Oh gosh, there's so many things <laughs> I would love to tell the women in Go that. ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I guess the first thing would just be to always go for it. I think just in mm. any area of your life, like always go for it. Pretty simple as that. Um, and then I guess like for the women or the men to Lynette's point about interested in about getting involved with Utah Women in Sales, like I said, I think the best thing about it is the community. And so whether you're brand new and you're not even in sales, but you're considering it, I think it's a phenomenal place of resource to start, whether you're in it and you're just looking for, you know, a shoulder to cry on or, you know, a, a hand to high five when you had your best month or someone to help you get over a certain objection. There's so many different avenues and so many different connections to be involved yeah. with and you tell women in sales. So I would say, um, always go for it no matter what you do and don't be afraid to get involved. Amen. Thank you. That's awesome. Gwen. You know, just because of some of the recent learnings I've had in the past few years, I think one of the best things that women, um, will really benefit from is opening yourself to honest feedback. So mm -hmm. finding, you know, people in your circle, in your network who um, you can trust so that, you know, you can kind of let the walls down and be vulnerable with that person and ask for the feedback that you need to hear to get up 
and to get over some of those sort of, you know, biases and barriers that we have and, and lean into that. And that will just, you know, you'll, it'll take you so much farther than reading books and books and courses and courses. Um, you know, I mean, you could plug all that stuff in your head, but if you don't have somebody that gives you that feedback about where you need to add some polish to your shine, mm-hmm. um, that's going to kind of inhibit you. And just, you know, you told me, says we are growing. We have so much going on. Specifically in my role, I'm always looking for women who are like, I would love to volunteer, you know, a couple of hours a month and help out with this and do outreach and just get involved. And so to anyone that's listening, if you want to help other women, reach out to any of us on the Utah Women in Sales board, raise your hand, starts there. That's sweet. Thank you. What about you, Lynette? So I just want to share one of my favorite stories, and this will hopefully illustrate a lot of my feelings on this. Okay. Um, last year at our summit, I had a lady come up to me, and she said, you know, a few years ago, maybe a year and a half ago, one of my friends invited me to come to one of your meetings. And, it, you know, it was, it was, we had a great keynote speaker and some real motivational and inspirational thoughts that went on. She got to meet a lot of other women. She said, I, was, I just found myself being a single mom of four kids. My husband left me. I had no, I hadn't worked in years. I had no skills. I didn't know what I was going to do and how I was going to take care of my kids. And I was devastated. I didn't, you know, what am I going to do? Dump my kids in daycare? How do I pay for daycare when I'm working a minimum wage job, just trying to get back up? So I went to your event and met a lot of women, got really encouraged. And I thought, you know what? I'm going to try it. And she went out and she got herself on with the company. And she said, last year, I made $150,000. I'm supporting my kids. I'm working from home. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Mm. So what I have to say is that women naturally have all the skills and all the abilities that they need to be powerful in sales. What they, what they lack is the belief that they do. Mm. And so if you've ever wondered, could I do this? What can I do to support my family? What can I do to make a good income? What can I do to be paid what I'm worth? Give it a chance. And the important part is to get with people that believe in you and people that can support you and people that can help you. And that's part of what our group is all about. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not just us. It's, it's all the members. It's women reaching out to other women. And we, we see that all the time. You know, it's comp- there's lots of companies and a lot of people are competitors. But when they get together like this, they're supporters, they're friends. Mm-hmm. They, they become lifetime friends here. Mm. So that's really what it's all about. And I would really highly encourage women to check it out. Don't think you can't because I'm here to tell you, you can. Mm. Well, well, I don't even know how to follow up with that story because there's so well, because there's so many, you know, you have that one, but there's so many other ones like it too. You know what I mean? It's not just a, I love that story, but there's not, that's not the only one, right? Like there's so many. That's why, and that's why I love that story. And that's why I love sales. And that's why I really enjoy like, wow, thank you for that story. That, and, and, the, and, I, and I'm glad that she rebounded like that. That's great. Holy cow. So how, so, for the la- so how do people find you if they want to get involved after hearing this? Like what's your website? Where, where, where do they find you? How do they reach out? So go to utahwomeninsales.com. Uh, we've got a, a lot of our events on there. Our website's kind of being revamped right now. So <laughs> bear <Good>. with it. <laughs> We're updating. But there, there are places where you can click to be a member. Membership is free. You just click on there and then we get your uh, contact info so that we can let you know of upcoming events, invite you to things that are happening. Uh, you'll be able to get blog posts and updates. 
Mm. Also, you'll find all of the podcasts and you'll find all of our lunch and learns and our skill sets, trainings and our summit and all sorts of things that we have going on. So go there and you can really uh, get involved or reach out to any of us. (laughs) Reach out, yeah. Well, (laughs) thank you so much. Yeah. And um, after listening to a few of your podcasts and, and reading a couple of those, blog post and, and just some posts that you guys have made on social media. I mean, I don't see why anybody shouldn't at all get involved with Utah women in sales, uh, just to be a better salesperson to get involved with those people who make you a better person just in general. So I really appreciate your guys' time, Lynette, Taylor, and Gwen. I really appreciate everything that you guys have said. And, uh, and it's been a really, it's been a joy for me to like learn <laughs> and, uh, um, and thank you guys for being here. Thank you so much. Thank you. Yeah. Are, are we going to the fast money round now? Is that what's next? <laughs> we should, huh? <laughs> Thanks totally. so much, Dalton. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Okay. Yep. And I will and I will let oh. you I'll reach out to you guys um via email again and I'll let you know when it goes live. I, I edit them and I and I do a bulk uh recording. So this should go out in like a week or two. Perfect. Cool. Been fun. Thank I you. Been taking notes. You're good at podcasting. <laughs> I've literally been taking notes like, oh, good. We got to do this. This is great. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I, I We're stealing it. all his trade secrets. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, do it. Go ahead. No, you're, I, I don't own anything. <laughs> okay. Thank you, guys. <laughs> okay. Thank you.